Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and immersion. And their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And today's episode is a beautiful adult pea shoot, a member of our hangout. She's a pea professional, a social worker. She's never worked in paid employment, but she uses her skills every day. And she's an auntie, a chickpea to an adult pea shoot. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word. So it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right, this is a language warning. Oh, shit. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Kate. Well, Melbourne, may I just say we had a beautiful sunny morning that turned into wind and now it's raining, but Mandy and I had brunch with we Jordan. We did. We went out to a cafe oh, and we sat down. With our beautiful Jordan <laughs> from ACAST. Super, super, super supporter of this podcast. Oh, she had pea earrings she on. She had pea earrings and a donut <laughs> and then a microphone. Like basically our logo. I'll get her to earrings. send them actually yes. a photo for when this episode comes yes. out and the link to the girl who makes them oh, because they awesome. were so cute. It was so, lovely to see her. She's relocating to Melbourne. Yes. So we're going to have ACAST help in Melbourne. I know. We're thrilled. We're we thrilled. can't, we're just like excited about it. And she's probably going to live out the out of Eastern Birds. Out of Eastern Birds with the peas. <laughs> <laughs> so she popped past the pod bar and yeah. it's just super nice yeah. to see her. So today we're very excited to have this person interviewed. She's a beautiful member of our Hangout. So I'm going to say, hello, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, it's Jasmine. Yes, Hello, Jasmine. Jasmine. <laughs> Everyone knows you in the Hangout. You're a lovely member, an encourager of people. You really you are. You share your stories and we're thrilled to have you today. We really, really are. So yeah. before we get into your amazing life, 
we're going to ask our three questions. The first question is, do you have any songs that either pump you up when you need an extra pump up or get you through the bad days? Uh, I, I do, yes. Um, the Fight Song, Rachel Platten. This is one. my fight song. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I have it often playing. Um, and although I don't listen to it often, but I do love this song, Delta Godrum's um, Dear Life. Yeah. Simply because when it gets to the bit where it says, Dear Life, am I doing this right? Yes. It and none of us kind of goes, am I? Like yeah. sometimes it's very, very on some days kind of makes me go, mm, yeah, no, maybe I'm doing this right. Yeah. 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 But that's what it is. And then there's, oh, I can't pronounce her last name, but Brave. Yeah. Sarah, uh, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Borellis. Is it Sarah Borellis? I think it's Borellis. I, I don't know. It looks like Brails. Name. And I think it's Borellis. Yeah, yeah okay. Borellis as well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, Borellis. Forgive us, Sarah. Like Brave. Brave. <laughs> yes. And then the last song is very, very, very special and it wasn't until a few weeks ago when I was sort of getting all this together for this, um, Beautifully in My Eyes. Mm. And it's for my nephew oh. because he was actually born the year this album came out by Joshua Patterson. Right. And I think this was his, I looked it up and they said it was his second, um, oh, you know, his second single oh, yep, of yep. the album. So by the time when Nick came along, it would it just sort of fitted. And uh. to this day, uh, when I hear it, it brings, like, it brings sort of tears to my uh. eyes because I remember mm. back when he was little and mm. we didn't know what, was going to be the yes. outcome of things at that time. Yes. So, and he was always, and he was, and because he's also Premmy. Yes. So he was Premmy. Mm. So oh. I wasn't. He mm. was. Mm. Well, he can, but, that, yeah. his song so, is now on the two piece playlist. It sure is. Tell us, yeah. did you win any awards at school? Um, That's an interesting one. I went, I didn't, I always got an award at the end of the school year in primary school mm-hmm. because. Um, that was just, you know, when in the, I'm in the days when you had your end of year and it was like every year when I was in primary school, you never knew what you'd get it for, but yes. you'd always be sent to the library uh, and yes. you had to pick out a book, yeah. but you were never told what you got it for. Yes. But in high school, I got one award, which I actually wasn't there to even get oh, bummer. in year seven. Because I was in hospital. Yes. So I got, and um, funnily enough, it was a book as well because I actually got, I think I got some money to spend. Mm. So I went and spent it on a book, didn't I? Because that's what I got. But we didn't get awards throughout the year. Right. Like you didn't get awards. I mean, I guess you guys maybe get where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah, different. You didn't get awards for, you know, particip- you know, no. you didn't yeah. get awards for, you know, nice handwriting through or if you got five awards then you get a gold award. Yeah, like no. Happened. It was better. Um, the good old days. Nothing like that ever happened. <laughs> and it also I think wasn't a thing where everybody got awards. And I guess we grew up just knowing yeah. that not everybody's going to get an award. Mm. No. That's what it was. And so for me for high school there was um. Yeah, there was one, and I wasn't even there to get it. <laughs> Bummer. But I still had to sit through the high school. End yeah, of year. every other year. Every oh. other year. 
You and, remember um, that. Yeah, so books are a good it. prize. Yeah, books are a great prize. Yeah. Yeah, kinders yeah. do it. Yeah, they do. I actually have a memory of getting a book as well. Yeah, I have a memory yeah. of getting yeah. a book. It's a nice Maybe idea. Great I, I loved it in primary school because you didn't know what you were getting it for. Yeah. But we got to pick our book. Yeah. So they oh. were going to say, for whatever year in, they have different books and you got to pick what book you wanted. You wanted, and that's meaningful. But you didn't find out until presentation day or night. It was usually presentation evenings. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't done at daytime. No. Um, And you never found out until you actually were a presentation day what you were getting it for. Yeah. And unless but. you're a family that can spend freely on books, oh, no. they are expensive. They are expensive. So and I think they were even more treat. expensive. Yes, yeah. that's what I mean. And there mm. wasn't the yeah. ease of getting to a bookshop no. like there is today. I don't remember. I don't think Kmart sold books, no. did they? Like, I think you had to Still go to a bookshop. not really the ease of getting to a bookshop. No, no. that's right. Because a bookshop for me, apart from like maybe a newsagent's, is is, you know, 45, 50 yeah. minutes away. Yeah, mm, yeah. Or even Big W is 45, yes. 50 minutes away. So, yeah, you know, yep. The, you know, I guess the library is yeah. the bookshop. Yep. Yeah, that's the right. locals, yep. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And mm. tell us the big question, why are you a P? Why are you a member of our beautiful tribe? Um, well, I'm an adult patient. Yes. yes. And I was, I have cerebral palsy. Mm. Yep. And I am a... Professional, yes, I do you believe. Are. Yes, and because I have a social work degree, but yeah. I've never worked right. I've never worked in the industry since I received my degree at the end of two thousand and fourteen. Right. Um. Yeah. So I have put in for jobs and stuff, but it just nothing sort of hasn't happened. Yeah. So, but you know, I don't worry about it mm. because I, you know, what I go. I still put in the work and yes, I still put in the hard yards. Yes. And so nobody can actually take that no, no. away from me. So to me that's an achievement that I didn't even think would happen. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I, like, I never looked at, you know, uni when I was going to school. It wasn't even on the radar. Yeah. Mm. Well, congratulations. Um, so, what an amazing effort. Yeah. 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 So you've got one more degree than Mandy and I. Anyway, yeah. You have got a more degree than Kate and I. No degrees here. No. So. <laughs> Before we get started, though, tell us where you live. I live in central west New South Wales mm. in a town called Grenfell. Grenfell. So are you near? Uh, what are you near? My ignorance, in a but big... like Dubbo or Bathurst or? So pretty much I'm uh, probably two and a half, three hours from Bathurst. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, two and a half, two to two and a half hours from Bathurst, two hours or a bit under to, from Orange, and about maybe three to Dubbo. Okay, mm. yep. So right. kind of all in the middle. Yep, yep, of yep. All the big, and you know, two hour, two and a half hours or something to Canberra. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you grow up there? I did. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, are your family all there? Um, my sister's not. Mm. She's in Sydney. Mm-hmm. So she's yep. Yeah, just sort of come out of lockdown recently. Yes. Um, we have been in and out of lockdown a bit, but not as quite yeah. as quite as harsh yeah. as them. But yep. yeah. So mm-hmm. they're in Sydney, so they're like four hours away. But sometimes I feel like um a certain pea shoot is uh always with me because mm-hmm. he rings every day. Oh <laughs> he did. Nicholas did ring me this morning, so I explained that I would be busy. Oh. Fantastic. He said, well, I'll leave you a message. I said, you do that. Oh, he sounds awesome. I can't wait to hear about him. No, me. Yeah. 
So let's maybe get started somewhere around the start. Yeah. All right. Well, right from the very beginning when I, I spoke to my mum, so this mm. is all, a lot of this has come from my mother because yes. I went and sort of interviewed her for this. Yeah. Although I knew a lot of it, I kind yes. of still, I wanted to get the things, yeah, I wanted yeah. to get it right. So I was born by a planned C-section on the 16th of October mm. in the 70s. We won't say the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're we'll just leave that out. Seventies babies here. Um, yep. <laughs> my due date was the fifteenth. Okay. So I was born obviously in a in a hospital in country New South Wales. So I was born at eight thirty in the morning. Oh. So and back in the seventies, you know, the fathers weren't kind of involved yeah, no. in the birth. Yep. So my dad was at work. Yep. And my mum had Can you me. Imagine going to have a, an operation. And your husband's at work or your life partner not even knowing what's going on. How did he even concentrate? Just a different time. Yeah. It was. So he was contacted at sort of 8.30 in the morning and told, you know, oh, look, you've got a healthy baby girl. Wow. Beautiful. Um, so he he turned up to the hospital to be told that I wasn't well at all. Right. So what had actually happened, so about three hours after I was born, um, between the lift between maternity and theatre, because obviously mum had a C-section. Yeah. yeah, I had a cardiac arrest. Oh, oh my gosh! Jasmine. At three hours old. Oh goodness! Oh. So I don't know. I've so it's hard. So I I've always say I've always had cerebral palsy. Mm. However, I was not born with it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there's always that little bit of yeah. Um, there's always that little bit of thing. Of I wonder, yes, what would have, and I and I still do. I wonder, yes. what how different my life would have yes. been had that not happened. Mm-hmm. And um, when you ask me about songs, there was a song for me um, by Missy Higgins, mm-hmm. and I've left it out till now, <laughs> called "The Sound of White." Mm-hmm. And I, I listened to it for years. And I loved it. I loved Missy Higgins. Same. And then about probably a month, six weeks ago, I was listening to it, and I went. Oh, wow, those two people are me. Where she says something about if things get real for me down here, promise to take me to back to the day before you went away, mm. if only for a day. Mm. Mm. I know. And I be. sometimes go, I never got to meet. Yes. My thing, my thoughts are, so I never met that little girl. Yes. I don't know that little girl. Yes. Nobody knows that little girl. No. None of us got to know yes. what that little girl would be like. Yes. Yeah, incredible. So, but, you know, I used to sing this in the car, you know, when I'm driving to somewhere when I was by myself. And so I've known it for years, like that song for years, yeah, yeah. but it was only probably in the last probably six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it one day and went, wow. Yeah, it was written for that's you. That's my story. Yes. That's so my story. You had a cardiac arrest. Was a nurse with you at the time or was your mum? Because your mum would have been in recovery. Well, she was asleep. Yes. She knew nothing about it So till, like, till after it was all over. So, yeah, there were um, obviously nurses and that with me, but they didn't have, there was nothing in the lift. So between the lift, like there was nothing to do any revival. So mm. they would have been, I'm assuming, they would have been doing it just all by um, and, you know, yeah, yeah, CPR, Fashion CPR. Mm. Um, the, and and the obstetrician would have been in probably delivering someone else's yes. baby. Um, so yeah, so 
So it was between, you know, between hospital, between maternity. Goodness. And unbelievable. Theatre. So when Dad arrived at the hospital, he arrived to a minister. Mm. He saw a minister who said, oh, um, she's had a turn. She might not survive. Wow. Um, This is why I wanted to write all this down because Mm. I thought, you know, this is what needs to come out too. And he was asked to sign paperwork giving permission for any life-saving medical procedures necessary. So mum knew nothing so about all that. So traumatic, like he's mom. just at work, gets a phone call, you've had a baby girl, gets there, she's oh had a goodness. turn, whatever that means. Yeah, that, and that's how mum said he was told. Mm. He was just told I'd had a turn. Mm. Um, so it wasn't until that afternoon, like, that they were both then told um, that I was gravely ill, mm. too sick to be even sent to Sydney. Wow. Wow. Like to be transferred. Yeah, yeah. So I was specialed for um, three weeks or something. Wow. So like from the time like three eight to twenty four. So there would have been one nurse, mm. an eight hour shift yes. or two nurses maybe. Yep. Um, I was christened on the day. Oh. I don't know even who my godparents are or yeah. godparent. Yeah. I don't know. It was just. Done. And I do think, I do remember mum once saying to me, they sort of were waking up going, you know, what do you want to name your daughter? What do you yeah. want to name your daughter? Goodness. Her trauma. Yeah. She, yeah. So so I, I do remember her telling me that. Mm. That's not easy, but I do remember yeah. her telling me that. Mm. Um, so then eight days after I was born, mum was discharged from hospital. Mm. Yes. So then she would, because I've got an older sister, obviously, mm. so she so then she would spend every second day she would come over and visit me, yes. you know, bring clean clothes yes. and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's 45 minutes each way. I was going to yes. say, what's the drive? Huge. Yeah. Oh. 45 minutes each way. And she's just had a Caesar, um, let's not forget. <laughs> mm. Yep. Yep. So I was transferred then to Royal Alexander Hospital for Children in Camperdown in, mm. on, um, in Sydney yep. on the 6th of November. Wow. By air ambulance. Right. I'd say mum just basically got a phone call, oh, we're taking, oh. you know, your daughter. And I think they might have actually been taking, I think mum's told me in the past that they were actually taking another child. I don't know who it was, but she just got a phone call saying we're taking another child. Have you got insurance? She's going in an air ambulance. Wow. Oh my gosh. Pretty much. So I do know that. Yeah. Um, so they that's what was done. So mum and dad followed down probably um, two days later because they had to organise care for my sister. Yeah. Dad obviously had to let work know that yeah, what had happened. So it would have been pretty big. Yes. Like pretty, massive. Yeah. And no mobile um, phones, no texting, no, no nothing. Can't no. just update your Facebook and go, can we have some help? No. no. And um, mum actually rang, I think, the hospital. Well, she said she rang the hospital. So actually she rang them um, to see how I was going. This is before they got down there. And that is when she was told over the phone that I had a heart valve problem, um, which has led to a serious brain injury. She was oh. told that over the phone. So no one so, told yeah. her at your home hospital? 
No, they didn't know. They oh, didn't they know. didn't know. They, they probably did. Like, it was wasn't until I got to Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, it wasn't until oh. I got to Sydney. They weren't, I don't think they were really sure what was going on. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't until I got to Sydney. So my estimated weight at birth was eight pounds. Yep. Mm. When I arrived at Sydney on the 6th of November, I weighed seven pounds too. Yeah. yeah. Lost a lot so of weight. Yeah. Um, I was discharged from Sydney. So after being in Sydney from the 6th of November, I was discharged from Sydney on the 10th of December, still weighing seven pounds yeah. too. Yeah. I hadn't put on any weight. Yeah. Um, and that's when mum and dad were told that my level of disability would be was unknown right because i was obviously so young yeah and they were also told i may never progress at all mm. here today i'm sitting wow yeah. um so um so i was released from hospital um and mum had nursing experience and at right. the time when i was released the only treatment being provided prior to my discharge was a drip for dehydration oh, wow. um, due to projectile vomiting, oh. so after feeds. Yes. So she, after having a meeting with the medical team, which there was a fair few of them, mm. I was, I've been told, um, she requested that I uh, be sent home. Yeah. yeah she'll look and that home. if I needed. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and then she, because she knew if I needed to, have any have a drip or anything like that? She could just she take, could she it. take me back to the hospital mm, mm. Um, that I was born yes. in for that if that needed to happen. So um, six weeks later, this is after I've been released from the hospital mm. in Sydney and gone back. I went back six weeks later um, for a checkup, and I I went from seven pound two to over ten pound. Yeah, wow. you just needed to be with your mum. Love, yeah, yeah, because. What would she, what she would do? She said to me, is she would feed me, and obviously then I would projectile mm. vomit. Which I'm sorry to say that that's what would happen. Oh yeah, no, no lots um, of our pea shoots lots, live yes. like that. Um, and then she would just top me up. Yeah. So, and then she'd top me up and she'd sit me in a Fraser chair. Yep. In a mm. position. Mm. So that's what probably yeah kept the weight. The top up was what was putting on the weight. Yeah. If I'm not like if I that's what was doing it. Wow. Yeah. Something to so be said for a mother's love, isn't there? There is a lot to She's be said. She's going to find the solution when nobody else does. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So, and and she's always been, my, you know, mum, I think she's always found ways to get around things. Yeah. Um, even, you know, before we realised pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so uh, between 10 and 12 months, she took me back to the obstetrician who who'd, mm. um, delivered me. Yep. And he said, look, this is in the 70s, like this is what we probably would class now as a rectum. Yeah, yep. This is said in the 70s, obviously. Yep. Look at her. She's lovely. She's got a bit of a spasticity in her arm. We'll slap a plaster on it, patted her on the head and said, good job, Mum. Oh, oh. That's it. You know, that's like pretty <laughs> All much. All that trauma. <laughs> and we don't know if she's going to live and oh, no. oh. heart, <laughs> yeah, brain yeah. injury. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, had brain injury yet. And then two weeks later I had an appointment, which mum and dad both went to, and mum told me that she felt, she actually said to dad, can you, know, I, can you come yeah. with me? Mm. She felt that she'd be fobbed off. 
Yes. Mm. Went alive, which yes. I guess does it still happen? I think, no, I think it does still happen today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm guessing it still happens today. Um. So, so, so she then. So this is what. So my mum, from the time I was born, has been advocating for yes, me. Yes, she has. Because this is what she said to the doctor. She told the doctor if there was something to be done. She wanted it done. Yeah. yeah. She didn't want to wait till I was three or four. Yeah. Yes. Only to be told if we got yes. we'd seen her sooner, there could have been more done. Yeah. Um, so what a woman. Yeah, that's what she said. So at 13 months old, I was seen by a pediatrician and died officially diagnosed with cerebral palsy. Mm. Which to me, I when I've when I've listened back to previous podcasts, I find it absolutely astounding. I, I might be wrong when people say, when you hear people say, oh, oh, they were officially diagnosed at two. Mm. And I kind of go, hang on, I was diagnosed. Why in the 2000s are we not finding this out earlier? Yeah. Why are they not being told yeah. earlier? Yes. Because I was diagnosed officially at um, 13 months. Yes. Yeah, yeah true. Yep. Mm, yeah. So it kind of I there's a bit of me goes what yeah <laughs> I know yeah it is strange yeah and I think it's because parents or caregivers still have to push sometimes yeah people just think oh that woman's an alarmist or that father's mm. overreacting or that you know we're an actually very rarely true mm. Mm. yeah it's sort of it's yeah it's sort of like that mm. so then at 17 months so I was diagnosed at 13 months. Mm. At 17 months old, I had my first official appointment or first yeah. official time at the Spastic Centre at Lamb yes. Heights. Yes. Um, so, and that's where I believe my early intervention began. Yes, yeah. it would have. Yeah, yeah. So I was only 17 months, yes. not two and a half or three years. Yes. Yep, yep. So this is what would pretty much happen um, quite often. So we got... We'd go to the mothers and babies unit and I would see doctors and phys- doctors. I'd have physio and OT twice a day. This yep. would go for five days. Right. So you'd go to the mothers and babies unit for five days. Yeah. And they'd do all this and they'd show mum what to yes. do. Yep. Yep. And we would come home for three months. Right. And she would do what she had to do for the three months and then we would return. Go back for five wow. days. Right. And that continued until I was... Six. Do you yes. remember going there? No. Okay, yeah. I don't remember. Um, I have one, maybe one memory, and that was of seeing, probably seeing what I thought, who I thought was a bigger boy walking around with a helmet on. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I have no idea how old I was. Yeah. Okay. So your that's mom- when I say I don't have memories i know because i've been told yes i yes. don't know because i oh, remember had to ask her yeah does she yeah. i'm interested how did she feel going there was that a good experience for her did she meet other parents was it a bit of a yeah, rest? she met other parents I, yeah she met other parents but yeah she um she admitted like she didn't know until she went there she didn't know much about cerebral palsy yes mm. no nobody let's do Back then, yeah. But yeah, back in the seventies, it was just she's and she act, has actually said to me over the years that when she was younger, like 
probably you know before she had before she was even married yeah she worked in um she worked in a hospital and she said I think I looking back I think I actually nursed a person with cerebral palsy yeah, mm. she probably that did. was a long-term patient yeah yep. that she, like but at the time she really sort of didn't know yeah mm. that's what it was it wasn't probably till she went to the spastic center yeah. That it all kind of yeah. fell into place. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 Wow. So, and yeah. so do you remember your mum doing exercises with you or you just had a childhood and you – I mean, I don't remember loads from when I was no, four or five. No, me either. I think no, I remember I don't one remember. of my brothers. I, like, I don't remember my first day at school. In the no, I, I don't either. No. Mm, I don't remember my first day at school. Yep. No, yep. I don't. Mm. I remember so, being scared of the toilets. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, the toilets, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So it wasn't until the age of six and, like, because we obviously live in a country area and mm. I think she heard someone once say, oh, you know, about people who are elderly getting all this help and I think and I, she did say to me, I actually said, well, that's really great. I'm so grateful that there are people who are elderly getting support but I have a five-year-old, six-year-old mm. who yes. needs help, Yes, who needs physio, who needs... And that's when she found out that 45 minutes away from where I live was actually a paediatric occupational occupational therapist and physiotherapist. Ah, the therapies of the 70s, yes. (laughs) The therapies of the 70s. Well, by this stage, (laughs) the 80s. Oh, the 80s, yep. I was was like, yeah, so this was in 1980. Yeah, Mm. yep, yep. So that then became every Monday afternoon... For years, um, I went after school. Pick me up from school. Yep. With afternoon tea, uh, so I'd eat it on the way. Yeah. Yep. And I'd have forty-five minutes of physio and forty-five minutes of OT. Right. It's a big day. Yes, exhausting. After I'd been to school all day. Yeah. Yes, man. Yep, yep. Oh. So, so yep. So that would happen. So that happened for. Um, quite a few years mm. to this day, and this is very, and I and I actually do see her, still see her sometimes. Um, I my first physio, Jenny, I love her to bits. Oh, yeah, that's we have news. A, we have a friendship, we have a relationship. Aww. She, yeah, we. It's just something that, um, something that sort of stuck. Mm. Oh, well, so, you were, your formative years were spent with her. That's right. Yeah. But also, not only them, but I, I she also came back as an adult. So I've had her as okay. so growing up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then I went, I made an appointment to see a physio um, and I went over and I remember, I just remember her coming out and she goes, I didn't make the point with her because I didn't know she worked yeah. in the yeah. office, obviously. And um, she walked out and she went, hello, I hope you don't mind, but I stole you. <laughs> <laughs> and we walked in and I went, oh. So happy to be heaven. stolen. Yeah. I went, thank heaven. She yeah. said, well, I said, because I don't have to start from yes, the beginning. Yes, that's right. I don't have to start yes, from the beginning. so true. Mm. Um, she also assisted in finding me a neurologist right. as an adult right. because I was in the time where once you turn 16, you are no longer. Yes. 
a paediatrician. Yes, that's right. Like, mm-hmm. yep. So I saw neurologists and that up until then. So she was going, there's stuff going on here. There's changes happening. Right. I don't know what they are, but they're not. There's something different happening. Right. So she's the one with her assistant. I found a neurologist. What about school? Do you want to tell us a bit about school, what that was like? Wow, well, yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah, yep. I'm ready. Nothing like it is today. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. So I attended preschool from the age of three. So, and so in, I had, so at three, there were two afternoons a week. Yep. Yep. Two afternoons, that was it. Yep. yep. No more. <laughs> and at four, two mornings a week. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You never even got a full day of preschool. No, no. no. Um, but I was mainstream. I was mainstream. Yes. But mum had made a deci- mum had made a decision along like you know along the way that she would determine if I needed to go to a special school. That's mm. where I would have gone. Yeah. yeah. She and again the special school was forty five minutes away. Yes. Yeah. Everything's forty five so minutes away from yes, where you live. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Everything, <laughs> everything's forty five minutes away, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So, so. I went to, so my disability actually meant that I was able to learn. Mm, right? so yes, I, I that's right. That. Yep. So I attended a Catholic school, mainstream Catholic school for my primary education. Mm. Um, my sister was already attending, yep. going there, but mum had actually said to me, oh, even if she hadn't have been, I would have sent you. Right. She felt, I guess, a small country town, yeah. I guess, kind of go to country town, but she felt that. Smaller schools, smaller classes that yes, I would have yes, got a fair ago. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's so I would have probably gone to the Catholic school regardless yeah, yeah. of where my yeah. sister yeah. went. Did you like school? Um. Yeah, I like. Uh, it depends what you mean by like. <laughs> well. Oh yeah, I liked school. I liked school when I was younger, and I like. I liked it. Oh, how do I explain this? So there was a lot of things I couldn't do. Yes. So so for that. So sometimes it was frustrating. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, but I, I wouldn't say I dislike, you know, I hated school. Mm, no, no. I like school, but, they, yeah, there's there's a lot in it. Yeah, so, it's tricky. Yeah. Mm. And by age nine, they no longer did reading tests on me yeah. because I already had a reading age and comprehension level of 14. Wow. Um, when you get to that age, <laughs> they say you don't need it. Yeah, anymore. that's right. <laughs> Okay, like, oh, we're not doing anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. read a lot? So reading was, oh, not so much now, not so much now, but I think that the university sort of turned me off reading. Yeah. yeah. I didn't read. So I, much I, reading. I yeah. Off, but yeah, yeah. It, I didn't, I was reading to find information. I wasn't yes, reading. Yes, for pleasure. So, mm. you know, it sort of was hard to come back to. I feel like we, you know, now, huh? there's, now there's internet and Instagram and social media and YouTube but when we were growing up, we could escape into a, into book, a book and you yeah. could yeah, that's totally right. be lost yes. in that world. And that's right. I feel like a lot of our kids won't ever know no, what that's they like. Don't. They won't know. No. no. And there was not no. a 24-hour TV. You had to wait for ABC, yeah. you know, to come on. There was one hour of kids' shows and then it was boring parliament. You yeah. know, like yeah. it was just we reading was, I mean, which is easier for me because I love reading. And we were able to. Yes. Yeah, so we I know. could entertain ourselves. But, yeah. yeah, I loved it. Yeah. So having said that I was a fairly you know, proficient reader by yeah. the age of 14. I'm not a very, maths was never a strong yeah. point. We still never, 
Bill isn't. Look, I feel you. Um, huh? <laughs> I feel you. I cannot oh, I just do maths. I finished grade five maths last week and I'm bad at it. I am bad at maths. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait till I get up to something about that. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah, it still isn't. So then we've got during, during my schooling for both primary and secondary school, support teachers were non existent. Mm, yes. They really were. I don't remember, yes, I don't remember them one. either. No. Nope. The class teacher was our only support. Yes. And some of the classes were 30 kids. Yeah. 35 mm. kids. So for me, when I, when I was thinking about this, I thought, oh, but year four was a year I remember pretty well. Yep. Um, and the reason is the teacher was on her first year out of college. Mm. Um, yep. She was on her first year out of college in her classroom that year because we were a three, uh, so it was a composite class, yep. Yep. three and four, mm. uh, was me with cerebral palsy who couldn't do any of my own artwork at all. Yes. Mm. Uh, my very mm. tricky. No, no artwork, no yep. art projects. Mm. Yep. Scissors. A boy with cerebral palsy. Aside who could understand but wasn't very verbal. Uh, and there was also a younger child at the school who had a different form of cerebral palsy mm, to me. Yep. Right? Wow, all in the one class. No, he was not oh, in my sorry, class. Sorry. Yep, yep, he yep. was younger. Yep. But there were three children. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, I was thinking there was actually on top of, on top of us, mm. there was actually probably three to four children in my class that pot, like had learning difficulties. Yes. She had us. Yes. Plus. Yes. Learning difficulties. Um, and there was a, and then still in the school, right, there was a younger child with fragile X syndrome. Mm. So for a smaller school of less than, yeah. of less than yes. 100 students. Yeah. It had a very high, significantly high population yes. of children with mm. um, special needs, yeah. right? Mm. And it was all left up. And the reason I've put all that in is to kind of let you know <laughs> it was all left up to the class teacher. Yes. To teach every student. Yes. Mm. There was no help. No. no. They didn't have aids in the classroom. No. And it just wasn't. I didn't even know they existed. Like yeah. they, yeah. they didn't exist. No. You know, no. they just, mm. I just got on with stuff. Mm. So then so then I've jumped to high school. Yep. yep. High school was interesting, to say the least, right? I still used no walking aids of any kind. Didn't have calipers. an AFO? Oh, you had calipers? No AFOs, no nothing. Yep. yep. The calipers were long gone. Yep. They had been, you know, gone a long time. Yep. The school was built in 1973. Yeah, I can imagine it. Stairs city. Inaccessible. Yep. Yep. Stairs were everywhere. Oh, Jasmine. Mm. I had no option. But to walk up and down them. Oh, God, the scary. Oh, I did it. You did yeah. it. Because you're a legend. And looking back, although times may have been different, uh, difficult, it made me the person I am today. Yeah. Mm. Because you just got on with life. Yes, Because there did. was no other option. That's yep. right. There just wasn't the option. Do you yeah. remember you feeling scared with- about people rushing past you on the stairs? Um, I, mean, I, had, a few, I had a few accidents. Yeah, I, I bet you I, did. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a few incidences where I, um, yeah, didn't like would go to school but didn't actually go to school for the day because I got to school and something would happen and mm. dad or mum would get a phone call, even yes. in high school. Yes. Um, can, can you come and pick her yes. up? Yes. Mm. So not very often, but it did happen. Mm. Um, 
okay. Yeah, that's so I walked up and down the stairs. Mm. Uh, yeah. So the first thing I actually remember being offered in terms of assistance, yep. if you like, was when my after my sister left school. So she, when she got her license, I could go to school with her. Yeah. Yep. So when she finished year 12, it was then a lady from the then Triple Children's Association yep. said to my mum, oh, you know, did you realise that Jasmine could be getting um, the bus to school oh. because she has a disability, even yep. though I lived like within the radius of you have yep. to pay mm. because I had a disability, I could get it. And I could have actually probably been getting it since oh. I started school. But right, she didn't know. Nobody ever. No one told yes. ever. What a thing to no. say. Did you realise? No. Uh, obviously not. Obviously we didn't realise. <laughs> like no. you, well, someone has to no, tell no. us, someone like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So that's what I, and then I, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yet sadly today I feel nothing much has changed mm. in that unless you know to ask, yes. don't get told. That's true, no. Jasmine. You know, which to me is very sad. It's terrible. Especially We're if now in the, you know, 2020s. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. thought we were, you know, we flying our own planes them. by now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 In year 11, I, I chose biology as an elective. But I soon realised that I couldn't do the experiments with one oh, hand. Yes, oh, yes, bunts and burners, cutting up rats. Oh, yeah, the actual, yeah, experiment, you know. Yes. yes. So I mentioned it to my teacher, but no off, like no options were given, oh. right? So I just changed electives. I chose ancient history. Oh, my gosh. Not that's because I wanted so to do it. So much harder than biology. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I didn't want to do it. But the only other choice I had was ag. Oh, yeah. right, yes. Going to go. Oh, out I could on the not farm. imagine myself running around the egg got taken sheep. No, no gum boots for um, me. No. So, in that case, if I'd had my time over again, yeah. and I would have done it, I should have asked for an aid to yes. assist with yeah. So, you could have done biology. But again, hindsight is a wonderful thing. When you're only, you know, I was only 16. Yes, right. you didn't. Hard know. to speak up for yourself. Well, I don't know if it wasn't speak up. I just didn't know. I don't I even could. know it was an option. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't ever an option. And so a- yeah, in relation to operations, I've had several in my life, mm. but I've had one operation specifically directed to with, with my CP. Yeah, yep. right. And that was when I was fifteen. Yep. And that's because at the age of eight, I said to my mum, I didn't want surgery unless it was necessary. Yeah. Wow. Yep. <laughs> So I needed the operation at 15, yeah. which was a tendon transference yep. and Achilles tendon lengthening. Mm, yep. So, Mandy, maybe you're very yes. right. Up until this, mum had gone back to work part-time and she left work when I required surgery. Mm, yes, um, big. I remember going to see the surgeon that this is, I kind of found this really strange. I remember going to see the surgeon and he said, um, what they were going to do because I was falling over all the time, going through shoes like you wouldn't believe. Yes. Mm. I'm sure, Mandy, you would I do. get it. Um, and at the same appointment, that suge- that surgeon suggested he could operate on my hips. Yeah. Okay? But it wouldn't t- to put him in a natural position. Yep. In the next breath, he said, it won't make you walk any better and you may end up in a wheelchair. Oh. Not being able to walk. My thoughts were... <laughs> At the time, how as a medical professional would you say that to a possible patient? Yeah. You just walked in to a consultation. 
rectum. No, rectum. I yeah. literally walked into the consultation. Yeah. So I'm there saying, yep, that's what I saw. I made the decision then and then and there that I wanted to have the surgery on my foot. Yes. But not my hips. Yes. So, um, but he then also said, go home and think about it. Mm. <laughs> You're like, no, that's why we I came did. here. We yeah. came home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it was to do with the hips. Yes. But I knew I didn't want to have that. No. Yeah. Um, but I just made mum ring him the next day and say, yeah, she wants it. <laughs> yeah. But can you now ring him and tell him? Yeah. Yeah. And and she always let me, like, pretty much mum's always, when it's come to my health care, I've always made the decisions, mm. even before I was legally able to. Yes. My mum's kind of followed my. Yes. Yes. Which is awesome. Like, thing. So, yes. And the reason. I think I told her at eight was that I didn't want surgery and I'm not trying to kind of scare people, but I saw children having surgeries. Yes. I saw what they went through. And then with cerebral palsy, it's a brain injury. That's right. So you're not fixing the problem. That is the agony. Yes. You're just making Mm. it okay for the time being. Yes. Yes. And I had seen, you know, I'd go, okay, they've had surgery, but like, look, now they're like they were before. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's a couple of years later. Yeah. Mm. I guess I think that's why I became like that. Mm. Yeah. Well, not became like it, but that's why I kind of made that decision. It is powerful. powerful. And it's. It, as I said, it's the I agony more, that I yeah, went Mandy through. Yeah, Mandy has been tormented by that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So even when, so when I'd had that surgery, I had probably the week I had the surgery, I had week off school, like, and that was the week I was in Sydney having surgery. Yeah. Um, I pretty much went back to school as soon as I was, like, as soon as I got back home because I wasn't sick. No. 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 Yep. So we had two wheelchairs. Yep. So, like, I did because I didn't have, I don't, didn't have any wheelchairs, so we borrowed two. Mum had one at home. There was one at school. Yep. And I was, um, she used to come and pick me up at lunchtime and then take me back because I felt scared to go to the toilet at school. Yeah, yes. yeah, I used, I went. Yes. And I'd um, take her there. Yep. Yeah. yeah, because I knew that if I put my foot on the ground, yes, I put my foot on allowed. the ground for a month or more. Yeah. Like not even, mm. and, and to say that to somebody, I I didn't feel I could trust them. No. Absolutely. Well, there was no aids. There was nobody there. Yes. I, But I knew mum could. So that's what I did. Yes. She used to come pick me up and I'd go home. Oh, my home, gosh, she'd be busting. Have lunch, yeah. Have lunch. And, you know, then she'd take me back to school. Yeah. And that's why. Oh. Um, so when they took the plaster off, that was interesting. Yep. Yep. My leg went back to where it was. Yeah. Um, before they I started. They didn't put you in an AFO or something or? No. Mm. It just rotated back inwards. Oh, gosh. And I think it took 12 months and I always, and I always say this, it took me 12 months to get back to where yes. I was before they did the surgery and another oh. six months on top of that yeah. for me to kind of go, hey, okay, it was worth it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 18 yep. months. Yep. And that's yep. what I guess people need to mm. long term recovery yeah. for us. Recovery is a long time. Yes, mm. it is. It's not, you know, it's not six weeks no, or it's a year. break your leg. It's probably 12, Yep. For, mm. you know, for mm. us. And yep. the amount of times I've had to learn to re-walk yes. is, yeah. is um, unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. Getting my licence. Yeah, yes, tell me tell about us. that. Oh, yeah. So it was a huge achievement. Mm. So unlike everyone at school, 
So I didn't get it at 16. No. Yeah. I had to wait till I left school yep. to um, see if I was even capable yeah. of driving. Mm. I didn't even, and I, even though I lived in country area, I never even got the chance to drive a paddock basher. <laughs> oh. like most kids can get in a paddock basher and yeah, drive around. that was my first happen. driving, yep. Yeah, yeah. So that didn't happen for me. Um, when I was about eight, um, I had a, a cousin that had a motorbike. He had a peewee. Mm-hmm. Um, and he used to drive around it. He used to ride around his right, r- the rifle range just up behind where they lived. Yep. Um, and one day he took me for a ride mm-hmm. and he sat me in front of him yep. and put his arms yep. around me so I wouldn't fall. Yep. And he took me over all the jumps. Ah, oh, best. That were up there. <laughs> and I was like, I probably let out a few screams. <laughs> I was scared. Not because I was scared because, I, I, you know, I'm a little bit of a daredevil. Yeah. Um, but because I was actually having fun. Yes, the best. Oh, yeah. So, and then the first time I was behind the wheel of an actual car oh. was during my two weeks intensive driving lessons. Yeah, oh. right. And, like, I'm under five foot. And they put me in this car that was too Huge. big for me. Huge. Yeah. Wouldn't be able to reach the pedals. No, no, no. No, they actually had to end up putting a false floor in it the next yes. week. Because <laughs> it t- let me tell you it's possible to bonnie hop <laughs> a automatic vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to tell you it's possible because I've done it. No feeling like getting in that car oh. and driving by yourself. Oh, is there? brilliant. Oh. oh, actually, I bought a car. Got it modified. Oh. Yes. So I couldn't buy the car and get it modified till I knew I could. Yes. Yeah, get the course. license. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was it. So once I knew that that was a possibility, and that's, that's a when big, I could. Big that's effort. when I did it. Mm. Yeah. So what? Well, then I was going. I was going did a TAFE course at, over Young, yep. which is forty five minutes again. Yep. Here. <laughs> as long as it's forty five minutes, Jasmine's happy. <laughs> So I'd get a lift over in the morning with someone who worked over there. Yep. And then mum would bring my car over in the afternoon uh, and I'd drive home. At the 70 kilometre that you could drive yes. back then. Yes. You had your L's. Yes. And when you had your L's, you could only drive 70 kilometres. I don't remember. That's a New South I don't Wales think thing. we had that. Yeah, Victoria. So what, oh, that took you an hour and a half instead of 45 <laughs> minutes. Oh, well, it took me probably an hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 70 kilometres. I don't know. Maybe it is only New South Wales. I don't know. New South Wales P platers were also limited to 90 and Victorian P platers have always been No, but we were limited to 80 when I had my Yes. I don't remember. Yeah, that's not a Melbourne thing. It's gone up now. Yeah. So, yeah, so then I went for a test and, of course, I failed the first one because I did something silly. It wasn't. It was nerds. Yeah. It was so nerd-wracking. And the second time I got them, I got my licence. Brilliant. And that next morning, I drove myself to tape. Oh, Jasmine. And mum says to me, still says that the morning she watched me drive away, like she had butterflies. But but she thought back to that moment saying, we don't know what we didn't your know if she would gonna, even leave. Yeah, and here she's driving. Driving, oh, that's incredible. <laughs> she probably went inside and bawled her eyes out, had a shower did. cry, <laughs> I ate a big know. block she, of chocolate. Yeah, she didn't really say, but she just kind of said, I held, I held my breath and watched it go around I and around. Oh, yeah. I bet she did. <laughs> um. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, like, I've always loved babies and children. Yeah. And, you know, most people, if they do babysitting, it's like they're 15, 14, 15, yeah. 16. Yep. Not me. I was 18. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wasn't even going to school. Yep. So I met a lady who I'm still friends with today. We don't even live in the same state anymore, but we catch up occasionally, like chat. Yep. Um, and I went to a function at her place. And when she met me, um, she actually asked me if I would babysit her children. I was stunned. Mm. She had... Four children, aged three months, oh two, gosh. six, and eight. Oh, like wow. I literally went, and I actually said, "Are you sure?" <laughs> like I yeah, don't have any babysitting experience. Yeah, yeah. And yep, and she just went, "Yep, oh. no worries." Wow. Over time, I became aware um, that she referred to me. As babysitter extraordinaire. Oh, Jasmine, you were awesome. So not only did she accept me to look after her children, but, you know, she let me carry her baby around, yes. walking with yes. the baby at three yes. days. Yes. I was probably, you know, three, well, I'm, when I met, he was three months, he was mm. a baby. And when, when they left town, I have to just tell you this because it's very sweet, when they left town, I took him down the street to get an ice cream while that she was packing yep. the, the baby. So he was by that stage oh, three or four uh-huh. and I'm walking him down the street and he goes, when I leave, when we leave, because I said, yeah, he goes, will you look after our house? Oh. And I went, oh. I can't explain, well, it's not going to be your house anymore. Oh. Yeah. How do I do that? And then we walked a bit further and he goes, when we leave, and he just looked up and laughed at me with his little puppy dog eyes. He goes, I'll never see you again. Oh, me. Oh, probably, you know, maybe if not every day, every second day. Yes. Uh, you're very went, yes, important. You will, yes, you will. Yep. yes, you will see me. And I did, like, I did see them. I don't see them now, but they're, you know, they're all grown up. Yeah. Yeah. What an um, important family in your life. Mm. Yeah. yeah. She trusted yeah. you. And I stayed overnight. Yeah. After the four. Oh. <laughs> you know, so that, and yeah, so it was like, it was pretty big. Really big. So, and I always say now, thanks to my friend, I learned I was capable and could yeah. look after young children. Yes. yes. That's right. Yeah. Of course. Yes. I know so, that's something Molly often says to me, scared yeah. of stuff like that. So, yeah. 
Yeah, yes, yeah. It's a good lesson and to me. You've mm. got to, I guess, you've got to get that trust. Yeah, yeah. Or you've got to know that they trust you because, yes. um, otherwise, otherwise you lose interest. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And of I course. have, and that has happened to me yes. in the past. Yes. Um, I probably when I was younger, there were times I didn't uh, like, you know, I didn't ask to even nurse anybody's yeah. babies, yeah, uh, babies and stuff because I just got to the stage ah. Uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, sit on the lounge. Yeah. Mm. So I gave up asking. Yeah. Or yeah, gave up to, even until they got older. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you're going, oh, you know, I know. But mm. so, oh, now we've got up to the becoming an art bit. Yes, yeah. we were interested in that. Yeah, so either tell that, us about becoming an art. All right, yep, because I want to hear about overseas as well. Well, yeah, yeah. I became an aunt in 1993. Uh-huh. Oh, good year. Natural fact, Nicholas has just had his birthday. Yeah. Um, on Monday, so I won't. I will leave out his age. Yeah. For, for my sister. Yes. But, yes. Um, well, you can tell your sister, sister. He is exactly the same age old. as the sound engineer. Ah. <laughs> I also feel we're very old at the moment. Yeah. Because I know how much older I am than him. That's yes. Like, yeah. Okay. So. He was born prematurely mm. at 30 weeks and five days. Mm. Um, he has cerebral palsy mm. and he's quadriplegic. Mm. Prior to his birth, so my birth had been something that just happened. Yes. Like they, there was no explanation. Mm. After Nicholas's birth, we found out that we both had a heart problem. Right. And it became apparent over time that his level of disability was going to be greater than mine. Mm. And is he your sister's like, first child? Yes. 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 Sorry. Um, so before you ask me how the I thought you're going to ask me how this made me feel, so I'll write it in here. Yes. Yes. Um, how did it make me feel? I was upset for my sister, mm. who, as a child, grew up with a disabled sister, mm. and now had a disabled son. Yeah. Like that for me was like, like, oh, how do I let you know that I that I'm upset for you because that's not what I wanted for you yeah. mm. nobody wants to have a disabled child mm. it just happens yeah but I didn't think at the time you know we, there was no you know we didn't think there was going to be and that was going to be an issue how confusing mm. I, I don't you. think it's I just, all confusing. of it it's all the yeah. feelings yeah I was um and did you feel like she had to support you a bit when you were growing up she didn't have to um she didn't actually, she wasn't made do it. No. Like, but I think she did and I think she still feels responsible for me now yeah. in a way. Yeah. Like, and I know that. Yeah. And I often said to her, I don't expect it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I know she, she does. Yeah. Mm. Um, she does, you know, she does probably worry and she does at times. I know yeah. that that, mm. so, yeah, I know that's that's there. So, and I felt upset for mum and dad, mm. his grandchild. <laughs> like, I thought, gee, like, you know. It's a lot. Wow. Yeah. Now your grandson. Mm. Yeah. Like, so it kind of like, I, I, I sort of wondered, did it, you know, particularly mum, did it kind of bring back memories of how yeah. hard it was for me mm. or yes. with me, like mm. with things? Yeah. Um, she actually said no. Mm. I did ask her that the other day and she yeah. said, well, no, not really. Yeah. Um, but that's just how I that's how just you how felt. I felt. Mm. Yeah. I suppose your mum knew though. 
Look how awesome yeah. Jasmine is. Look how much I love her and how much love yes. she brings to me. She knows She's that. a child and, and Nicholas yeah. is a child and yeah. children bring love. I would so. feel like that too as a grandma. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So that's so yeah, that was kind of a bit sort of like surreal. Yes. Um and then uh so he although have, I love Nicholas dearly. Yeah, go. Yeah, I love him dearly and we have a very strong bond even yeah. today. Yes, you do. Within 12 months of his birth, I made a decision that regardless of whether I was married or had a partner, I would never have children. Really? Right. Yep. There's a reason. Ah. Um, I would never attempt to have a child. The level of disability I have mm. meant that when I considered children, I was concerned about how I would look after a child, even with assistance. Mm. And then if that child had the level of physical disability that Nicholas has mm. or more, how was I going to look after that child mm. when I sometimes had difficulty looking after myself? Yes. It's really complex, yes, isn't it's it? Complex. It's really complex. And I know a lot of people might go, oh, how could you make that decision? But... That was my, and was that's my personal yes, choice. That's I'm right. Saying, people should make that decision. I'm just saying I made that decision. Yes, that for, for myself. You. Yes. Um. Yeah, and probably for everybody else around me. So when he was born, so when Nicholas was born, he became obviously he became a huge part of my world. Yeah. Even though they lived, um, so far away, and yes. then they did move a bit closer for a while, but then right. moved back to Sydney. Yeah. Um. Um. And I thought maybe it's because I thought that that would be like he would be the only auntie, he would be the only person I would be an auntie for. Yes. Right? So that was that was probably why I thought that and that's why we had such a strong bond. And yes. It's, and it's not funny but I know uh, he was about 10. He's got a memory like an elephant. Mm. And he was about 10 and he, oh, he might, oh, eight, between 8 and 10. And he said to me one day, why don't you nurse me like you used to? <sighs> and I went, pardon? And he went, like, why don't you nurse me like you used to? And I said, because you're too big for me now. Yes. Your tube was too long. Mm. Yes. And I just suddenly went, oh, so maybe he does kind of, because I used to nurse him a lot. Yes. And, yeah, and it was just he sort of came out with it one day. He mm. often comes out with things. But, yeah, he was only about 10 at the time. Mm. Mm. But um, so then, a few years later, um, I've got a, I've got a niece, right? <laughs> mm. um, and I was kind of going when I found out my, which was very unexpected. And for years after Nick was born, I referred to him, I referred to Nicholas as my favourite boy. Yeah. yeah. So when I found out my sister was pregnant, I was like, oh, I hope she has a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I quite didn't know how I was like, yes. my favourite boy. First all these favourite boy. Yeah. Uh, um, and how am I going to like, if she has another boy, yes. what am I going to do? Aww. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's got an intellectual, Nick's got an intellectual disability. Yep. But he's achieved. He's achieved like in not leaps and bounds, but he's achieved certain things yes and although he found is found it hard like to pronounce words yes 
taught, you know, he can talk. Yep. Mm. He also has very, very good receptive language. Yes. Mm. yes. And I, I did speak to my sister. I asked her, could I tell this? And she said, yeah, go ahead. She'd had no problems with him going to school. He always went to a, a special mm. education class within yes. mainstream mm. school pretty mm. much. Mm. So she had no issues with him at primary school. And he got to high school and an aide one day said he just, the aide, it was a lady, I think, mm. she grabbed the back of his wheelchair and was pushing it and he turned around to see who it was. Mm. And she said, oh, turn around the other way. You're an ugly little boy. <gasps> I know, I knew that was going to, I, that's why I've asked you, I asked you. And he came home from school so devastated. Oh. So distraught. He, he couldn't eat dinner. He no. tried to tell his dad about yeah. it and he cried. Oh. And my sister rang the school and explained the situation. You know, he doesn't, he has speech difficulties, but he knows everything that is said to him. Oh. I remember, I actually remember her ringing me going, oh, this has happened. Mm. And I said at the time, I don't know, probably she doesn't remember, but I, mm. I do. I said at the time, you know what, it's horrible. It's horrible. It shouldn't have happened. But you know what, it's taught them a lesson. Mm. And it had it never happened again yeah. because they knew he would go home and tell them. Yes. Well, what the hell are they saying to the kids who don't go yes. home? Well, that's uh, She should have lost her job. Their non-verbal kids. Well, she yes. did ring, she did, yeah, but she did. She actually rang the school and said, look, you know, this is what, I think she actually had to do. I'm not sure if she kept him home, but yeah. he was oh, very upset. Of course. Extremely oh, upset. Nicholas, For starters, thing, I'm his sorry. personal I mean, space I, is being, in, like someone just starts pushing your wheelchair. No. He's, I think, turn, yep, he's turned around to see who's pushing yes, you. Yes, fair enough. Fair and enough. Like, like, and I'm not being, I'm not, but I've sent you guys photos, so yes. there's photos that I've sent. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you know, I don't, definitely don't think when he was. Oh, no, he's adorable. Well, yeah, no one's got so the right to say that about anybody. No, it doesn't matter what you're doing. No, like. that's it. You don't say that about anyone. No, no. you don't. Um, so I'll go back a bit now about NICU because I know you guys have often said how distressing it can be. Yeah. Um, so when Nick was born, I wasn't able to see him for a week. Really? Because I was in Sydney. Yeah. But. It was the, the case of only parents and grandparents. Yes, that's yes. right. The Two people. Didn't get a look in. No, it's hard being no. an auntie. Yes. So, so my mum was staying in Sydney, and Dad and I were coming home. Mm. And it wasn't until after he was discharged, um, like, well, quite a while after, that my sister told me that she got special permission for me to see Nicholas oh. before we left. Oh. And um, years later, she said to she actually said to me. Uh, I got special permission and the reason I got special permission was I could not live with myself if something happened and you never got to meet oh. him. She knew that so he that was, was your favourite boy. The beautiful sister. Yeah. Well, that's why, you know, so that she got the permission. Yes. And I still um, remember Yuki like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. you don't forget that place. No, you don't. Do not. Um, I, it's very clear memories. Me too. Mm. Yep. So for me, because I, you know, I was only the aunt, well, so I went you're in. the auntie. Yeah, yeah, but you know, in terms of, but so they opened the humidity crib, uh -huh. um, so I could touch him. Oh. Yeah. 
and I'll put my finger in. Oh, yeah. You can see it, they can't. Yeah. That's my finger. Yeah. <laughs> and I realised that his whole hand, his whole arm and hand yes, was that yeah, long. Yes. Bless him. So Christmas that year was a very special one. Yes. As you did. So he spent it in country New South Wales. Oh, beautiful. Being cuddled by everybody. Everyone, yes. <laughs> and I remember it because it was really cold and we had the wood fire on. Oh, which is so unusual year. in Australia. Yes. It was really, really cold and we had the wood fire on. Oh, yeah. Um, so and I thought I'd better just add in here my niece. So, I was just, so my niece <laughs> was very different. And it wasn't until the other day when I was reading through it, I went, oh, my gosh, okay. She was a se- uh, healthy seven-pound yeah. two, yeah. which is what I, Same yeah, weight as you. What I came home from yeah. CBS, right? Um, well, and she was a book C-section. We saw her in the afternoon that she was born, so we all met her then. Like, yes, so different to Niku. Oh, I got to have a nurse. Yes. Mm. Her eyes were wide open. Yes. yes. And I could see her eyes moving around. Yeah. I think she was using her eyes to follow voices she was hearing. Yeah, yes. yeah. Newborns are yep. incredible. Very yeah. clever. And so before we continue on with this extraordinary life, Jasmine's going to read us an extraordinary yes, poem. I can't wait. So let us know when you wrote it and then read it to us, please. I actually thought about this and I thought I wrote it after I'd been on a church camp which mm. might sound really weird but I felt like I was at a church camp with a lot of people but in reality I could have just been at home mm. when I came home I kind of went I was actually with a heap of people but I didn't feel like I was yes oh. so I sat down and I wrote this poem and it, mm. I write poetry the way I write poetry is it never gets changed mm. right okay so what I write is That's what it. is there yep so I don't edit it yep Sounds so like the name of it, I can't remember whether I gave it a name and then wrote it or did the other way around. I am a person first. That is the name of it. Oh, Jasmine. Go. I am two things to people in this world, a disabled person. Mm. But to myself, I am a person who just happens to be unable to do things others take for granted. Mm. Even though this is the case, I'm the same as everyone else. Yes. Mm. I am a person first. Yes. Yes. A person who has feelings and cares what others think. Yes. A person who wishes her life might just be worth a little something. Yeah. I've spent my life in some ways fighting for one thing, acceptance of my differences. Mm. But they're just one little thing. A piece of my life I have no control of, something I was given that I never asked for. Mm. I didn't ask for arms that don't, for an arm that doesn't work mm. or legs that I wish weren't mine. But that's only the outside of my shell. Mm. If you take the time to know me, then you'll plainly see I am a person first and then I have a disability. Mm. I've had it all my life, you say, so why should I feel sad? I'm sad because I don't know what it's like to be a person who's accepted mm. just for being a person first. Oh, wow. I've never found it easy to make too many friends. So the friends I do have, or all considered very special. Mm. This isn't my chance to complain. I don't have the right to do that. I'm blessed to have a life at all when truth comes down to it. Mm. It's just my chance for me to prove to you all that I'm a person who has feelings mm. and would love to be just like you all. Mm. But while I'm on this earth, there's not much chance of that. Mm. 
except for one thing that's special. I'm a person first. Mm. Please remember that. Oh. Wow. That's, yeah, Jasmine, that's beautiful and amazing. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. I'll have to type it up and put it in there. I think if we maybe if you send it to us and we we'll could type it up and put that or yeah in or, the show notes or maybe we could take a photo and put I it I can in do that. I don't Instagram mind doing that. Instagram or something, you know? Yeah, because it's like we can put it, I don't mind doing that. Yeah, yeah. that would be lovely. Tell us where it. that was. Um, you had it up somewhere in Canberra, didn't you? It was oh, displayed. Um, when I was doing my pra- one of my pracs for uni, I um, collaborated with a lady for um, – International Day of People with Disability, mm. and it was put up. She did the artwork, and I did the. Mm. Uh, it was my words, and she put artwork to it. Yeah. And so it was in the Belconnen Art Centre. Yes. For, I think a month or six weeks or something like that. And I actually went to the opening. I went twice. Yeah, of course you should. I went to the opening, and then I went to then another time, like with another friend. We actually went to look. Oh. It. How did you feel when you saw it? Oh, I actually kind of went, oh, I, actually when I went in, I what went in and I looked to the left and it was just this room and I, I just started reading. It was really weird. I started reading and went, oh. Oh, that's mine. That's mine. Because <laughs> I, I hadn't actually seen the artwork because I didn't yes. want to see it. Yes, I didn't right. actually want to see it until yep. yeah, I saw it. was put it together. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yep. like she'd sent it to me and gone, oh, here you go, Jasmine, what do you think? Yep. I yep. said, don't show it to me. I don't want to see it. Yes. Until I'm actually doing it. Yeah. So something that Mandy and I were really interested in, Jasmine, was the fact that you have travelled overseas. Yes, Can you tell, tell us? us. Right. Um, so I got the chance to go overseas in 1995 and I pretty much grabbed the opportunity with both hands. Yes. Mm. Or would have if I could have. <laughs> <laughs> I love the one-handed jokes. I have them in my house yeah, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So I was visiting my sister in January of that year and a friend I met through her had recently completed a uni degree as, and she was an RN. Yep. And um, we were chatting and she said, oh, I was like, I find a person to go with. I go on holidays <gasps> yes. before I start work. She'd been offered a position in a Sydney hospital. Yep. But she wasn't going to start until May. So you've got to think this is this is January. Mm. She might just mean a holiday to Queensland or another state in Australia. I said, really? Where would you go? Response, I'm not really sure, America. Mm. That for me, started the trip of a lifetime. Ah. That afternoon, we found ourselves in a Sydney shopping mall making plans. I love it. Oh. <laughs> Remember, it was January. Yeah. She was starting work in May. Yeah. Yep. I didn't even have a passport. Yes, yep. right. I'd only recently turned 21 and Liz was not much older. Yeah. But neither of us really looked our age. Oh. <laughs> so we first walked into Jet Set. A lady approached us and kindly asked if she could help. We explained we were looking to go overseas to America in April. The reply came, April next year. No, April this year. (laughs) That pretty much ended our conversation. I'm sure she thought we're probably teenagers pulling the brain. Yes, yes. So no worries, we went next door to Thomas Cook. Yeah. We organised everything. (sighs) Still to this day, a smile comes over my face Mm. when I remember walking out with everything organised, oh. first jet set, oh. and the look on the lady's face, she <laughs> must have realised we were actually. <laughs> it's a pretty woman moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In my late teenage teenage years, I had met a minister and his family, and had started going to Sunday night services. I've sort of got off a bit track here, but that's I'll okay. Get back. That's okay. Yep. 
Sunday night services. Um, more actually, if I'm serious, for, you know, the fellowship. Yeah, oh, yeah. socialising, make about friends. Church. That is the yeah, best yeah. part of church. Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought that. Yeah. So wait a minute. One Sunday night. If it works. Yeah. I mentioned going overseas. And still to this day, I remember what one particular lady said to me. Mm. And it wasn't OG, I hope you have a good time. No. Um, yeah. I still, I just, it still blows me away. She said something pretty close to, gee, you're lucky to have more, you're lucky to have such great parents. Not long after that, I said, oh no, my parents are not paying for my overseas trip. Yes, mm. I'm paying. <laughs> I guess she assumed that's how I was going to go. Yeah. I'd actually rang mum from Sydney after I organised it all, like I said, I'm going. <laughs> As a 21 year old yes. should. Yes. <laughs> Not related to the trip, but also on another, um, like another church-related time. And this is why I put it in it. That same lady said to me, now this um, this is going to just blow you guys away, I think. And I can't even remember why she would have said it in the first place. Your parents and grandparents must have been so bad. <gasps> After taking a minute to kind of look around at everyone and, like, see the jaw dropped on their yes. like, the floor. This came out of my mouth before I'd even realise it. If you truly believe that I have a disability because of the sins of my relatives, you really need your head examined. Yes. Oh, Jasmine. Oh. You really need your head examined. I was just like, I can't believe her. Um, I just, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry because. Yeah, oh, that's okay. I'm a, I, I, I sort of, oh, I'm not over it, but yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm, not, over I'm that. not over those no. heartless oh. discussions you, you either. Can, you, can, no. you can cope with them, I think, a bit better. Maybe well, time. time. And, and knowing that it's a load of bullshit. Yeah. Right? Well, that's so, right too. But still, at that moment, you're so vulnerable. Well, what a good comeback. Yeah. At the time I went overseas, my, my ability was not the best, but it was better than it is now. Yeah. Mm. And I remember pulling my suitcase on wheels between LA International Airport and domestic terminals uh. because I'm sorry to the overpays, but I am going to say this. It appeared that Americans never stopped or slowed down <laughs> when approaching a crossing. Uh, oh, yes, terrifying. Yeah. Like, we had to run for our lives. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they just did not stop. And a massive airport. Oh, it's so big. used to. And you have to go from one whole side, side to the yeah, other. Yeah, I know. It's weird. You can imagine me yeah. running, oh. pulling the bag behind me. Really after hard. Like 14 or 15 oh. hours. Oh, yeah. And then we waited six hours or something to get yes. to San Francisco. Yep. So, LAX so we started at San Francisco. So we started at San Francisco yeah. because we decided we wanted to end our, um, what I call, end our holiday on a, um, like, you know, go to all the, um, yeah, Disney. go to all the theme parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So the last week before returning home was theme park central. Uh, yeah. So three days in Disneyland. Happiest place on earth. Mm -hmm. The first day on a Sunday, I remember this because all the main shows were shown on the weekends. Yep. So we only had that one day. So we were there from 9 a.m. Yep. in the morning till midnight. Yes, oh, yeah, baby. The biggest day. You're going to take that <gasps> money and use it. Yep, so to see all the shows. And yeah. we finally, yes, yeah, so we caught the last shot of bus back to our accommodation at midnight. So it took, back then, it took two days to get around all of Disneyland. Yes. yes. And then we had 
a third day where we got in early so we could get in at 7.30 yeah. and we went on all the rides that we liked for, you know, yes. as many times as we wanted. Awesome. Um, so, so, and when we were at Disneyland, this is what I also did, I was thought, oh, I'm here. So when we were at Disneyland. <laughs> got a tattoo? Was, was like, huh? Got, got a, a tattoo? tattoo on your booth? Oh, no, no. There were signs up that said, if you have a heart condition, do not go on this ride. Oh. I thought, I've come all this way. I'm with a registered nurse. I'm going to do everything. I did. (laughs) So until I'd been to Disneyland, I'd never even been on a roller coaster. Yeah, right. Wow. Wow. What a great place to do it. And my first time, my first and only time on a cha-cha was in America. I've never been on one since. (laughs) But I've never, I never, ever felt, I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. With shows like show rides. Yeah, no, no. Like, especially down the country areas. Yeah. Like, I've always, I was always. Yeah. Oh, Disneyland doesn't compare to that. Like that. No, no. So then we went to Universal Studios for a day. Now, this is another interesting thing. So a lady dressed in a uniform and Kat came over to me. We'd been on, we'd been on the bus yep. for a few hours and she asked me to follow her. She asked me, did, was there anyone with me? And said, I'll come this way. Thanks to the lady, we got to go through the exit area for every ride we went on. Awesome. As we were going towards the first exit sign, Liz said to me, you've been standing in lines for hours for three days at Disneyland. <laughs> I said, let's just get to see the whole of Universal Studios today. Yeah, yeah. We're only there for one day. Yep. I'd grown up with my mum as a joke, really. It's sort of a joke between between her and I. Mm. Um, and she always says, um, Take advantage of your disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> well, fair enough. Well, sometimes yeah. we have to. Well, yeah. It's not so really taking it advantage. It's not. No. no, no, I don't do it often. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't do it often, but no. I figured, all right, they're offering, I must really yes. just yes. That's after sitting on a bus for Totally, yes. you take that so help. That, so that was it. Yep. So I don't consider myself a person who sat around and watch the world pass. No, you have not. I volunteered as a, I volunteered, sorry, as a teacher's aide in the late nineties yep. at a local primary school, three days a week, assisting children with learning difficulties to yeah. reach their full potential. Good on you. Funnily enough, I even sat in and assisted a year five six class on a maths three oh, days a week. Boy. <laughs> Remember, I said earlier, you were no good I was not and still not a good mathematician. Yeah. No. Long division. Um, but unbeknown me. to the students, while they were learning, I was actually learning to yes, learning too. Me too. So I could finally wrap <laughs> my brain around top concepts that I could never get. Yeah, we hear you. I was younger. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm. I might just also add here. Yes, I sat a maths exam in my HSC. Yeah. So that Good just shows. Yeah. So then, to successfully complete my degree, I did two pracs. Yep. Mm. Both 500 hours. Wow. Which I had to travel to do because you can't. Yes. yes. 45 minutes at least. I'm Were sure. you allowed to drive yeah, 100 yeah, kilometers? Yeah, that's 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so my first track was in 2011 with the government department now known as Services Australia. Ah. So there you go. I worked three days a week for six months to complete it. During that time, my supervisor and I, who I now call a friend, like, and I can say, We've been now friends for 10 years and we have never, like, I don't even remember, I remember having one discussion but I don't remember even ever having a disagreement. Yeah. I can look back and go, we've never had a disagreement. So she she used to drop, so there was, 
I worked two days in one town and a day in another. Yep. And on the day that I worked in the other, she would drive. Yeah. So this particular day, she um, we often got given a four-wheel drive. Wow. You know, like so. Yeah. So going. So this particular day, she's jumped in the car um, and started it up, put a seatbelt on. I went, are you not taking me home today? I'm still down on the, like, actually standing on the, and she went, like, what? And that was when I went, oh, she actually doesn't see my disability. Yes. So she went, oh, because so, I actually needed help, not only because of my disability, but, like, I'm only four foot ten. Yeah. <laughs> four foot ten is huge. Yeah. Like, I needed, I needed help yeah. to do it. Um, and I completed my second track in 2014 with New South Wales Health. And I actually then needed um, to use a mobility aid. Yes. Because in 2012 I had dislocated my knee. Yeah. And I've never walked the same since. Yes, yep. right. So that's basically when I needed that. So yeah. I I had already I already had one. Mm. Yep. So I had a walker. Yep. I see, I yep. know you can't see it. <laughs> yep, you can see it. Yep. 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 So that. So I had to then, I'd already purchased one in 2012. So in 2014, to be able to do my degree, I then had to purchase another one. Right. So that I didn't have to, like, because I couldn't put it in and out of the car. Yes, yes. So I had one at work and one at home. Yeah, right. So I did that. Um, so that's like, so, yeah, all up, yeah, I've studied for 10 years. Yeah, terrific. And so gaining employment, all oh, that's another one. Yeah. That's been difficult. Mm. I'm just hoping the peas might be able to help you with this. You never know. Mm. Hey? I do have a very visible disability. Mm. And although I um like have applied for jobs in the area that I've studied, it's hard for me not to wonder whether employers view me as a risk. Yes. Mm. And think, what if she hurts herself uh. at work? What's our responsibilities then? Yeah. Um in 2020 I got my new car with the modifications. An electric wheelchair. Yeah. So there is technically now no safety issues. That's right. With my chair. Yeah. However, having the chair now means I need assistance to open doors. Yes. It's difficult to open a door. Yes, I bet. Go through it when you still need to use the only fully functioning hand to mm. remove your to like to move your wheelchair. Yes. Where you need to go. Yes. Depression and anxiety. Mm. You just want to hear about this is real quick. In 2008, yes. I was hospitalised Yes. Uh, for depression. Uh, Growing up, possibly like most people, I had my down days yeah. and you just got through them. I think for me, 2008 was the year for the first time as an adult that I thought about what the rest of my life would yes. look like. Mm. Yes. It was like I hit a brick wall yeah. and I couldn't understand what I was feeling, uh, let alone explain it to anyone. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the fact that I started uni that year, just having to coincide with it. Mm. I don't ma- I don't think it matters who you are. Being hospitalised for mental health reasons are very different to any other or were very different to any other hospitalisation hospitalization mm. I've ever mm. experienced. Yeah. Um I was in an acute hospital, not a specialist hospital. I was left on my own except for medication rounds and meals oh. and the odd nurse popping in. Um, I do remember one particular day, not the nurse, what she said, and what she said was, I don't, um, I don't think I even know how, like, I don't think I even responded, but she said, if all you are going to do is lie in bed, you'll be doing it at home, you know. Oh. oh. I didn't respond. 
when I did get home, that's when I realised that I was scared to get in the shower. Yes, of course uh, you were. Because I was scared of water, but I was scared I was going to slip of over. Um, and that's when I realised I didn't feel comfortable enough to even have a shower unless there was another person in the house. Yes. Well, my own. Yes. So that's like, so, and it actually even took me probably, oh, it took me a little while to actually mention it to my mum even. Yeah. I can't, you know, have a, you know. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So that was, and then I was medicated. So that, I pretty much was six months, I reckon, before I could actually say I felt better. Mm. Like, you know, oh, you know, I felt anything. Mm. So, yeah, so I've been on medication for a few months and I wasn't doing anything. So I said, can we switch it or something to, to different? So they switched it and I was going okay. And then I went to, then I was weaned off it in, at the end of 2010, the medication, right. because I was in back in touch with a neurologist who needed me to be weaned off it to put right. me on another medication because okay. it was contraindicated. Okay, yep. So, but I've never been... Like since I've never been medicated for depression. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. So I was a nervous child, and you know, so I had depression really and anxiety. Yeah. And yeah. a doctor actually asked me to tell him in 2008 about my history, so I kind of did. Mm. And it was then that I realised that he was the first medical professional who actually heard my history and validated my feelings mm. because he actually said to me, "If you told me you were fine, I wouldn't." I'd be worried. Mm. Yeah. When he That's heard that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Mm. And now we're just at the, la- the literally the last bit. Yep. Go. And I think it needs to be told because it's the getting older bit. Yes. Mm. Um, so as I'm getting older, I'm more likely to, I'm most likely to be best described as hope for the best but prepare for the probable scenario. Yes. Mm. yes. The best being that with assistance I am able to live as independent a life as possible, Mm. my own home, Mm. for as long as possible, and the probable being needing to be in care, Mm. being looked after because I'm no longer safe to live alone. Mm. I'm hopeful this will not occur for many years at all. Mm. Um, However, if for some reason it does need to happen, I will be ready for it to happen. Many may see this as you don't need to think about this. You know, yeah, you know, you don't need to think about a scenario. Mm. I do mm. because I feel better knowing that whatever happens, when it happens, I'll be ready. Yes, for me being able to make my own decisions yes. is important. Yeah, and for the ability to be able to, I am forever grateful. Oh, mm. Yes, Jasmine, so yep. so true. Thank oh. you. That's an awesome way to finish. Oh, really, really. I normally- Oh, sorry. I normally ask, is there anything we've missed? Yes, there is. I've left it right to the very bottom because I thought that'll know that there is. Um, so, for anybody listening, yes. so this isn't from this is from me, mm. but it's for parents who are listening who may have young children, or even because I'm at a very different yeah. stage mm. than most people. It says, all right. So, you walk beside your children as they live their life. Mm. to the best of their abilities, you may find that your children, as they get older, will want different things for their lives than you want. Yes. Yes. You are here to guide your children Mm. and help them live the life they choose. Yes. Mm. So pretty much 
that is um Mm. that's that's what like I think yeah needs to be I don't know needs to be but I've always lived that yeah. Yes. 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 So, yes. Mandy and I don't give parenting advice, but that sounds good. Yeah, you're you're allowed to give that <laughs> we'll advice. We'll take it from you. <laughs> yes, we sure will. Oh. oh, I just yeah, because I'm older and I just yes. I know I'm older than a lot of people yes. in the hangout that's yeah. younger. We. Yeah. So I've all and I've also kind of I've tried to be uh I guess sensitive and kind of mm. go like, now where is everybody here? They're not all where I am. Yeah, that's yeah, right. We're all they the same. We're all like different parts of the journey. Yeah, they need to kind. Of, I just kind of went. Oh no, this is my truth. This is how it is. Yeah, yes, thank and you. this is your episode, you and we're truth. thrilled that you yes, shared all that yeah. with us and giving us your yeah. time. It's yes, very precious. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank know, you very much for. Oh, we know. For inviting me. Oh, of course. And we know the peas are going to love this episode and getting to know you more and getting your nuggets of wisdom. And yep. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's been very enjoyable. Oh, wasn't that lovely? So lovely. Oh, Jasmine, so much um, wisdom. Wisdom and experience to share with us. And. She's been a member of the Hangout for a long time. She's yeah. been super supportive. She bought the book. She posted on her Facebook. She, yeah. Her mum read the book. I mean, what a beautiful family. Oh, well, we're just really lucky. We just yeah. get to meet the most awesome people. We really, really do. We so really that do. was lovely and lovely to hear about her nephew and her relationship with yeah, him too. Yeah. Just, what a family, hey? I tell you what, aunties. Aunties. They're just, the best. They are. Yeah. They really, really are. That's right. Okay, okay, let's talk about what made you cry this week. Okay, so what made me cry this week, sort of a weird thing, but I was standing in the local IGA, big shout out because mm-hmm. we love them, mm-hmm. um, and I had a whole lot of stuff to buy and there was a guy that just had a bunch of flowers. So I said, you go first. He's like, no, it's all right. We did the whole dance and then he's like, yeah. okay, fine, I'll go yeah. first. And then he said to me, um, how are you going? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. And um, I said, I'm having people over, you know, it's weird. And he goes, oh, I am a really social person, uh, but I don't know how to do it. I know. Because I don't know what to say to yep. people. Yep. He said, I've got no stories. I've no. sat in my room for mm-hmm. two years. Yeah. And he said, and then I was going to someone's house and I thought, I need to take flowers. Oh. And the florist was shut and I've just got two shitty bunches from the <laughs> <laughs> And I looked at them and I thought, mm. yeah, they are shitty. <laughs> But thoughtful. But he was just, I don't know, when he left and I got out to the car, I just thought, and I don't want to sound like this has been more of a deal than it has, but I had a cry and I just thought, strangers connecting because we don't know how to be anymore. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, and you, the reason you don't go to the florist and buy the flowers because you don't really think it's going to happen. And also. Just expecting it to get shut down again. And also it's been shut. It's <laughs> we couldn't walk into shut. a florist yes. and get things. Can't yeah. quite work out what you've got to do. Oh, anyway, that yeah, was my yeah. that was my cry. It's what funny about week. You? Oh, I yeah. cried with um, the news that they'd found Chloe Smith, oh. the little four year old, and I was just flicking from seven to nine to ABC. I and, know, you know, and I was, it was. I just had tears running down oh, my face. I just, I, I just really thought it was going to be a much worse outcome. I didn't outcome. think she'd be found, and I don't know what the story is, but no. I know that I was shocked to my core. Yes, and I'm I was so shocked too. Glad she's with her mum. Yes. Oh. oh my goodness, that I little know. girl. I know. Yeah. Just amazing. Just had big tears running down oh, my face. Yeah, she's but been then, I, then I was like, "This is like good news. It is good we news. We've had good news. No, we haven't. No. So oh, yeah. What um, about what made a difference? Well, I've got a couple of things that made a difference mm-hmm. for me. 
One of them was that I finally got to see um, my beautiful work boy, Kieran. Yeah. Obviously, he's not a work boy anymore because he's actually a doctor. Yeah. But, but he was a work boy. And we just sat in the pub and we had drinks and I missed him and he missed me. Yes. And it was just nice to just. Had a good time together. Yeah. And, you know, because he's now um, a grown up who gets tired, we, we got to meet at 2.30. Ah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Finally on your time. Yeah, I didn't he wasn't like, do you want to meet at nine? I was like, 2.30 and I was home for dinner. Oh, so, you know, it was pretty good. The greatest. Yep. Um, the other, I've got two things. The other thing is that nobody's princess apparel. She's a beautiful woman. She actually lives with ADHD herself. She decided that um, ski pants are not for women with hips and bums and mm. they're not. They're all men's sort yeah, of cut. Right, yeah. And so she's made these awesome, crowdfunded, raised oh, all the money. Good on um, her. Yep, and she's made really, really awesome waterproof oh. hoodies. Awesome. I actually got a um, set for Buzz and Woody. Oh. So they're sort of women's hoodies but they're black with this cool thing on the back and they yep. love them. And um, I got some for myself and maybe for my daughters for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I really, really love them. And I just love the perseverance of watching her story. Yeah, it's been really, really cool. Right. So follow her on Insta. Yeah. Nobody's Princess Apparel. And lastly, we said we were going to uh, mention our beautiful certificates from um, Yasmin. So I thought I might read mine. Yes. This was because we realised that Dan Andrews is never going to reply. We're never getting one. And, but this is what Yasmin said to me and I've printed it out and put it above my computer. Certificate of Recognition. This certificate is awarded to Kate Jones in recognition of getting through two years of sparkling remote learning as a year-level coordinator, having to be a maths teacher when you are clearly unqualified, <laughs> <laughs> managing your own business, recording a podcast at least once a week, writing, publishing and releasing a book during COVID, mm. admin of the two P's hangout, dealing with the Centrelink disaster payment, keeping up with the housework, struggling with the isolation of lockdown and being an amazing friend, mother and wife. Mm. I could list so much more, but I don't even know the half of oh. it. Not awarded from Dan, who should give you a trophy, <laughs> instead awarded from Yasmin. I'm not Dan, but I do care. Oh, just magnificent. Oh, they're all up around the oh, house. No, we beautiful. love them, love them, love them. Beautiful. We will come to Canberra next year oh, and Yasmin can. not wait can, to see her. We'll maybe we'll give her a certificate. Yes, <laughs> yes. So what about you, Mandy? What I got new bras, people. Oh, she got bras <laughs> and undies. Bra, I got undies and bras. Bras and things were closed. They were. As we know, thank you to that hilarious <laughs> post in the Hangout with those. See what through on these pieces of rope, <laughs> and you're supposed to put your nipple through this tiny <laughs> heart. It's, it's like my my nipple. That I reckon my areola would take up the whole bra. Totally. Uh, so, oh, that's so brought a lot of joy. A lot though. of joy. A lot that of joy. Post. So, oh my gosh. and things. You thought you were being sexy, but you gave a whole lot of hangout members oh. tears of laughter. I took <laughs> each girl to the shops once each. So oh, I went nice. three times. Yes, good mum. Without me. Getting a bra. Wow. <laughs> but I just said, let's go. Let's just buy a few new things. Take yeah. Molly into the change room. I said, do you have a tag for 18 pieces of clothing? <laughs> she said, no. I said, okay. I said, we're not getting, I just have to try them on her. Yeah. She, I'm just stripping her. Yeah. Put the shorts on, take them off, put these shoes on. Oh, you look beautiful. No, no, no. We just did that the whole time. And then she's like, I love you, mum. I said, yeah, oh, you will love me because yes. we're going to buy you new clothes. Yes. She needed them. Oh, oh. I know. Anyway, we, I'm I need to do seeing that. my friends. At the oh. shops, I was like, "Hi, hi, <laughs> hi!" <laughs> you can imagine I was just beaming under my yes, mask. Yes. Um. Yep. The girls had 
you know, Miss Tan went to a sleepover. I just walked her in like legitimate, go in, yes, have a you great can enter time. someone's house. Go into their backyard, be as yes. loud as you want. Oh. Like, oh, um, you know, Millie going to the going out with her friends. Yes. And, oh, oh, just made this my goodness. I know. You know, we had um, you know, went to people's houses over the weekend. I just, know. Oh, weird. Oh my gosh, weird. Beautiful. Anyway, though. so much to make a difference. So much this weekend. So much. Yeah, yeah, I, I was don't yep. take anything for granted. No. What about your laugh? So I, I can't tell you my whole laugh because I'd be stealing someone else's material. Oh. But um, I went to Comedy Republic, yeah. which is the most awesome little place in Melbourne, and we saw uh, five comedians on Friday night. It was something like $28. Awesome. Or, and um, we saw Geraldine Hickey, and I can't even oh. tell you. We saw other people too. Yeah. But she is so, so funny. funny. I just love everything about her. Uh. And she just told this really long story about I wanted to swim with dolphins. And then I, and she was like talking to people in the front row who weren't really responding the right uh. way. And it was, it made it funnier. Yeah. Anyway, she just told this hilarious story about being on the bus to swim with, I think, a dugong or something, and <laughs> like on a, a trip. And she was out of Victoria and Victoria had the earthquake. Oh, yes. And so her whole group chat is just going off, her family group chat. Oh, earthquake, earthquake, earthquake. earthquake. And then this woman on the bus goes, and where's everyone from today? (laughs) And she goes, and for some reason... I just thought she was asking about the earthquake because that's what everyone was talking about in my group chat. So I just said, I know, 5.7, right? (laughs) (laughs) She said, and my friend said... She, that's not uh, what she, she was saying. Like. <laughs> anyway, it was just so beautiful to sit in a room and laugh oh, with people. Oh, Kate. Just. Oh. And what they've been through. Yes. That arts community and we were in our beautiful oh. city and it was really yeah. nice. What about yeah. you? What made you laugh? Um, well, look, I didn't laugh a lot, lot, but I have been sending this filter through Snapchat to Kate, <laughs> which puts on this massive smile on your face. <laughs> and it just, oh, you can't not laugh. You can't not laugh. I put it on me. <laughs> He's killing himself laughing and he said to me, why is it funny? I said, I, I don't know. know. It's just one big <laughs> massive smiling face. <laughs> and so you can't not laugh. That's it. You can't. You put it on the girls. They were yeah. laughing back oh, to me. We- I'm putting on number one daughter's boyfriend's face. We just had the best fun with this the filter. Best. That's it. That's all you so, need, the filter. Um, I'll oh. put a photo up in the yeah, uh, put a photo up. on the socials of yep. Mandy looking extremely happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for listening to us today. Thank you for buying our book. Yes, thank you. I love wrapping them. We love posting them. We've actually got more. So for those of you who've been waiting. Yep, they're coming. We've got a whole 60 more delivered. So you are going to get those little books within the next few days. Rate and review our show. Yes, listen thank to the you Bendigo, everyone. please. Yeah, listen if to Bendigo. Got a little bit yeah. of time. It's really good. And it makes a really big difference to Mandy and I. We're yes. the first. Yeah, sponsored, sponsored branded, branded podcast, podcast from Acast. So, so that's a huge We're so proud of ourselves for that. So yeah. proud. So yeah. be nice if people listen. Yeah, please go and listen. Because <laughs> I don't know the analytics. I can't see who's listening. No, so, yeah, she yeah. likes to know that stuff. I like Me. to know. Uh, yeah, so please listen and then tell us how great we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, peace. Okay, bye. bye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.